I'm going to take a second to thank our newest sponsor, ATO Basketball Merchants, located directly at the Langley Event Center at 7888-200 Street. In building number 120, our boy Jeff Winslade has a wide variety of the latest gear, jerseys, sweatpants, socks, hats, fitted, doesn't matter, a huge shoe rack, anything you need if you're a hooper and a hoop head. Please stop by the store, show some support, and get yourself some fly gear. If anyone wants, I'm a double XL, and I'll take that Rex Chapman Hornets in white. Thanks to ATO B-Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hoops Journey, episode number 92. If you are still riding with us, thanks so much. Um, we're pretty excited to, we're calling this the Canada Day episode, and we have a true Canadian and a true Hoops Journey um, sitting down with us today. Super honored as he sits in his hotel room. Um, we're about a week ahead of time. They're getting ready. His team that uh, he hasn't really given himself much rest since retirement, which I which I get, like to get into um, and is still continuing his journey. But uh, they tip off against the Fraser Valley Bandits tonight, uh, the GM of the Montreal Alliance, former Dawson College player all the way to UNLV, Team Canada, NBA, um, Argentina, a true hoops journey. Um, when I think of the Maple Leaf, this is one of the, the best Canadians we've ever produced, and I think of him as well, a two-time NBA champion. We are honoured and privileged to have none other Mr. Joel Anthony with us today. How you doing, sir? Good, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate the intro. Of course, man. Hey. We, we got to do it right. It doesn't matter who the guest is, but uh, your resume speaks for itself. And, um, you know, doing some research on you, I know, you know, the title of our, our show is The Hoops Journey, and you do truly have a hoops journey. And um, I think it's going to be really fun to get into it. But one of the things I touched on was, and you smirked a little bit, not giving yourself too much time <laughs> since retirement. Um, yeah. One, crazy to be retiring kind of in COVID, but two, find yourself on the road with, with a, a professional basketball team. How cool is that? And quickly check in with yourself and how life is treating you these days. Uh, it's been good. You know, it's, uh, this is sometimes, you know, busy is, uh, busy is good. It's, uh, it's been a really fun, you know, like overall, you know, the journey has been amazing, but you know, right now where I am, uh, in this position as, as GM for, for this team in Montreal, it's, uh, you know, it really is kind of a feeling like everything's come full circle where, you know, from, from where I started to, you know, being here back in the city, you know, to have an opportunity to contribute, you know, to the game of basketball still and do something for the community. It's, you know, really, uh, truly like, like a dream come true with everything that I've, that I've done. And kudos to you, man, because I think a lot of people in your situation might say, you know what, I've been putting this ball in the soup for a long time. I need I need some time just for myself or my family or whatever, just to get myself and to be on the other side of it now, right? Like you're making those decisions and in evaluating players and things like that. It's pretty interesting. Did you ever, did you ever, uh, you know, all your years involved in the game, see yourself or envision yourself in this role? Uh, you know, I, I feel it really developed uh, organically for me where, mm. you know, when I was getting closer to, even you know, have you know, midway through my career, I was just thinking, well, you know what, retirement. I just want to sail off in the sunset, you know, just relax. You know, probably be on a beach somewhere or something, and you know, and just try to you know enjoy the rest of life, you know, a different way. But you know, things things obviously change, and you know, I was just in a position where you know, as as I started to you know get older and ended up having a family, and you know, saw 
different things that that I could do and understanding that I actually did want to, you know, stay involved and stay somewhat busy, at least, you know, these, uh, you know, so some of these things, this is where things started to develop, where, you know, I, I looked into coaching, you know, player development first, you know, that was something that I was interested in because it was an easy transition. You know, that's been kind of the biggest thing transition where, as a, as a vet, you, you're really doing some of that stuff where you're working with the young guys, you're helping them out. You know, it's, it's, you know, it becomes like their time now. And so you're trying to help them as they develop as players, you know, same way, you know, you, you had that, you know, eventually I, you know, was helping out uh, Hamilton the last two years uh, with the Honey Badgers as, you know, player development, you know, consultant, just helping, you know, helping out there, but also, you know, feeling that I was, I had more of an eye for the front office and wanted to, you know, do more with that. And, you know, that's why I said, just like continue to develop where I realized, you know, there was only so much I wanted to do with coaching and wanted to see what, what was there on the front office side. And, you know, I was fortunate that, you know, the, the team, um, you know, came about at that time. And, you know, I talked to the league and said, I want to be involved. And, you know, from conversation, this is, you know, kind of where, um, where we ended up at. Timing's funny, right? It's funny how things kind of work out, you know, and I'm sure yeah. you sense that many times along your path and it still happens. Sometimes these opportunities come up and it's like, is someone watching me, you know, like, <laughs> this, right. Cause who knows, maybe if you do pack it in and take some time to yourself and the opportunity comes around and you're in a different place mentally or whatever, you're like, nah, I'm not up for it, but you're kind of still feeling the, you know, everything about basketball. And like you've described yourself that vet role already. Right. So very cool. And love the example and idea of it being full circle. I'm, you know, reading more about you and seeing that I know you can't help but feel any other way. And I think it's great people like yourself, Javon, um, you know, good names, good people giving back to a Canadian league as well, right? Um, super important for the development of our game. Obviously, not every player is Canadian, but I think what the CBL done has done in the model is very cool. And I hope it continues to grow and develop. And I know, you know, you'll do a fantastic job with with your team and they're lucky to have you, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, that, that's a big part of it. You know, just trying to give back to, you know, to the community that you know, we all grew up in, like this basketball community, Canadian basketball community that we're, we're all a part of. So, you know, it's about, you know, just kind of giving back and, you know, making sure things come full circle and, you know, developing, you know, the next, uh, the next group in whatever way, you know, we can. And talk about that for you, young guy, proud, um, you know, from from Montreal, things like that. French, do you, what's the language like? I know Chris Joseph wasn't having too much. <laughs> I actually, surprisingly, to really to everybody, um, I've I've kept a lot of my French somehow. Yeah, as as I've been I've been gone like twenty years uh, from from Montreal. Yeah, and hadn't you know hadn't really been back much. And, you know, just for, for some reason, it, it's, it's stayed pretty well. Like I have, you know, a bit of an accent still, which is, which is surprising. So I'm, I'm using it a lot more now. It's, it's still not, you know, perfect to where, where I'd want it to be. You know, I've been able to, you know, do well in, in interviews and, you know, I could have conversations with people, you know, fine. Yeah. So I, I'm fortunate, you know, a lot of my friends stuck, uh, you know, stuck to me. And I, I think it was, it was because of, you know, how I grew up. I, uh, you know, I went to French immersion school when I was, you know, up until the third grade. So, you know, I did geography in French, history in French. And then even as a kid, like I started, I was watching French cartoons, 
you know so yeah so i watched stuff but like like i've only seen inspector gadget in french like what? i didn't see it until in, in english i didn't even realize it was it was a you know an english show you know until till later on so shout out inspector uh, gadget let's go <laughs> Let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the, all, all that stuff kind of, it was, it was buried deep. And so, <laughs> you know, now I'm, you know, I've, I've obviously in a situation where I'm able to use it more, uh, use it a lot. So uh, it's, uh, it's been good. You know, the language is strong. let's get into that. You know, you talked about the full circle moment. When does that journey start for you? And what does that look like? How does, how does basketball come around for Joel Anthony and, and him realize like, damn, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into this and this is something that I really want to pursue um, as a young guy running around. You know, like when I was in, I say when I was in probably, you know, I touched on it, you know, played everything when I was in, uh, you know, elementary school, you know, going up through, uh, middle school obviously basketball was you know it was the easiest sport for everyone to play um it wasn't my favorite i was really big into football loved football mm, really yeah played peewee football and uh up until up until the ninth grade i was playing football so like probably seven what? to nine what um, position uh i was i was everything like mostly yeah. like running back just because i was i was long and like still athletic and i was yeah. fast so you know i just you know, we had to play like basically like pitch 38. I'd take the ball and I'd just take <laughs> off. But, you know, I had log arms, so I'm stiff arming people and like Love take it. it. So it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, also on the defensive end, like just being an athlete, you know, helped a lot. You know, but, but that was, you know, I did that, you know, from seven to nine. I was, uh, I was in football like before then, but, you know, I really started to, you know, get into a bit more seven to nine. I was playing football, basketball, even played rugby uh, one year. And then going into the 10th grade, I changed schools and only had a basketball team. Very small school. Uh, I went from Sewing House to Emmanuel Christian School. Um, it was closer, uh, closer to where I lived in the West Island in Montreal. You know, the, then it, it just became more of a focus on basketball. It just, just so happened also that I had a growth spurt then from hmm. uh, went from six foot to six, six in the summer. So there's a lot of growing pains and everything like that. As that grocery bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big growth spurt. And so, you know, I started to, you know, get involved in basketball a lot more then. Like that's when I really started to, you know, get into it more. I was, you know, playing, you know, like like a lot more often. I was going to the parks and playing. And the, the that's where I think it really started for me, where I was getting involved in it. And from there. You know, went on to Seja, uh, played double A and triple A. So played for Olga, who was um, on the show uh, with you, played for uh, some of the Montreal, uh, you know, our Montreal legends and uh, Trevor Williams, Wayne Yearwood, uh, Mikey Smith. You know, those are some of my coaches throughout that that time. And it was just all basketball around that time. You know, I was like 17, 18. That's when I, you know, was really in love with like the game. It was you know, I was, you know, I, I bought all the slam magazines and I had the posters and reading on stuff. And it was, you know, really all about, you know, like basketball then, you know, from, from there, I was, I was fortunate to, uh, to have one summer that, uh, I played AU, uh, AU, uh, basketball with the uh, sun youth and, you know, had a great summer, 
you know, I, I spent like probably like the, you know, just before that, some of those couple of months, like just kind of training on my own, had a little rough patch when I was in Dawson, um, my last year in Dawson. And so didn't play the second half of the season. And, you know, I just told myself, you know, that's when there was a bit of a light bulb that went off. And I was like, you know what, like, I want to see what I could do with basketball. And like, let, let me be serious about it. I, I loved it. I had fun, but like, let me see what I could do with it. Didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I, I said I was going to commit to, you know, just trying to get better. You know, that was my whole thing. I just wanted to get better. You know, I, I felt, you know, I wasn't good enough. I had to get better. And so I started working out on my own, I'm reading books on how to like lift weights. I never lifted or anything in my life. Tried like once or twice. I was sore for like a week because I was doing it wrong. You know, <laughs> it was, you know, it was rough, but you know, like if, even if it's not the right way, like you put in work, there's improvement. And so I had, uh, you know, I, I had like some pretty, some pretty good improvement. And that summer played AU and had like a really great summer. You know, we had a really good team. Like a lot of, a lot of the top players from uh, Dawson and Vanier were playing on that team and uh, got a lot of recognition that summer um, when we went down to the States. And that's when got on people's radars and basically I had to offer to go uh, to junior college. It's like going into the fall uh, and they said like, look, you could go back to school and then, you know, try and go to the after, or you could, you know, take this route. And I was like, well, you know, school in Florida, I, you know, it's nice and warm. And, you know, there's a coach that, you know, it seemed that, you know, he, he could be the right coach for me in Paul Swanson. Uh, so I went to Pensacola junior college and, uh, that was my the beginning of my journey into the U.S. And, you know, from there, you know, just kept on, you know, kept on going with it, you know, and was, you know, was able to do well as all conference uh, my second year and, um, you know, went on to UNLV, you know, where, where I played three years there, registered one. And, you know, my, my senior year had a, you know, pretty solid year and, you know, went to the tournament for the first time in, you know, since UNLV had been there with Larry Johnson and then the park and all of them. You know, and, and that that's, you know, kind of like been my journey up until, you know, it was time for me to have an opportunity to go pro. Was there like a welcome to him or a home of Emmett Smith sign when you owned the Pensacola or what? Isn't, uh, he, oh. <laughs> isn't, isn't Emmett, isn't he from Pensacola, Florida? Oh, Emmett, there, there was definitely a, like, a sign for Roy Jones because uh, that was, you know, that was at a time when, you know, Roy was big. Like, this is like 2003. Right. You know, 2002. So... You know, like Roy Jones was like huge then, and so like I remember, I remember when we we used to go out. Uh, he he had this club, uh, <laughs> this club called Star Sixty Nine, and we used to we used to. It, it, I swear it was just a regular club, and we would go over there all the time. And it was, and it was like like to me, it was you know to to be around. I'm like so many of the, the the locals and to, you know, get used to, you know, just being like down South, it was something that was like a really eye open experience for me because, you know, I had, I like a lot of other players from Montreal and Quebec that had gone to the States, like had gone homesick, you know, where like I had noticed that there was a situation where like a lot of players from, you know, back home, like they go and like, if they were able to go, which was rare, then like, you know, a lot of them would come back and it was, you know, it, it was a big adjustment period for me to, you know, get used to everything over there. And it literally probably took me honestly, like a year and a half wow. over there before I was comfortable. But by that time, 
like I wanted to like be in the South. Like uh, I was, I was trying to go to school there. Like that was one of my biggest things. I want to go to school in the South. I like, you know, the environment I want to, you know, and obviously like a lot of, uh, a lot of the conferences, um, you know, a lot of the teams from there, whether it was the, uh, ACC, the SEC, which is really athletic, you know, the, the team playing in a league that like, I feel would be good for me, you know, it was something I was really looking forward to and, you know, something I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do obviously it didn't work out like that. You know, even though you have a plan, it doesn't mean it's always going to, you know, go the right way, but yeah, those yeah, had some really, you know, really good memories and experiences there because, you know, I was able to grow, grow up a lot, <laughs> grow up a lot being, uh, being down there. And I would say that was my biggest jump in like one of my biggest jumps, you know, from leaving Montreal and my time in Pensacola, where like I came back to Montreal and people are like, well, you're like a total different, you know, like person now. Like it was a maturity thing, a physical thing. It was, just, it was everything. Yeah, yeah. Like physically, definitely, because like I said, I hadn't lifted weights before. Yeah. So I got on proper, proper, you know, weight training. You know, I was probably 215 when uh like I, I got down there mm-hmm. and like six nine, two fifteen, probably like two thirty, like close to two thirty-five by the time I left, you know. So like they you you could see then like I look pictures from year to year, like the picture at the beginning of the year of my first year to the beginning of the year, my second year. And it's like night and day, like look like a total different physically, you know, like I'd, I'd filled out well. And, you know, in terms of maturity, just understanding, you know, understanding more in terms of what it took to try and make it to the next level. Didn't know obviously like everything, but you know, the type of commitment that I would need, um, you know, there is, there is a lot of work I, I needed to do in that where I wanted to do it, but not knowing exactly how and, you know, the type of commitment you really need to put forward for that. And I learned that, you know, when I was in Pensacola and, you know, I give a lot of credit to, you know, Coach Swanson. He was, you know, really big in terms of making sure I stayed on the right track. And what were the teammates like too? Like, was the level in practice different as well? Um, or was it pretty similar? I'm, I'm just, and I'm also like, so did you not have any D1 interest or was it like those coaches back home kind of said, Hey, we've got this college for you in Florida. I think it'd be a good spot for you. And those were the people that you trusted and you just, and you rolled with that. There was definitely uh schools. Well, there, there are schools when I was, you know, going, you know, going to Pensacola, there, there were schools that, that were interested already that knew of me because of like just that one summer um, that I that had good, in you. Uh, it was, it was a really good summer. <laughs> it was a really good summer just cause you know, especially if, if people don't know of you, 100%. you know? so like, they're like, well, where's this kid? You know, it was, you know, six, nine, like athletic long arms, you know, like good frame where like people see I could fill out, you know, so there's like potential that people mm-hmm. saw. And so, right. you know, they're like, well, where's this, you know, like kid from, you know, they obviously like didn't know anything about it, especially kid from Montreal nobody knew about you know you know over there and our team was for like honestly like that was probably one of the best i would i probably put that team up against like like teams in montreal against like some of like the top teams like au teams that could have played because of how good we were like dawson at that time was extremely talented like that year they went to i think they yeah they they they, they they won it all that uh, that year, um, and then 
uh, Vanier, uh, what was also really talented team. So we had the top players for Vanier, Champlain, like all, it was really like a CJF all-star team. Whereas uh, oftentimes like you wouldn't have that much inclusion, especially in that team specifically. So to be able to have like all the top players from our city when, you know, basketball was like at a pretty good, pretty good level then, you know, we're able to do well, you know, and, and so make a lot of noise. So yeah, there's a lot of interests from, from different schools. And then as I started to go through my time there at Pensacola, uh, it increased. <laughs> my, yeah. my coach used to joke and complain uh, that uh, he's like, look, I've gotten like, like 20 calls this morning and they're all for you. And, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, you know, like it'll be nice Sorry, coach. Side cause you know, like I'll be, you know, I want to deal with this, but you know, obviously happy for, for the process, you know, that I was, that I was going through and, you know, some of the recognition that I was, I was, well, some of the interests that I was getting from, uh, you know, different teams. One thing that's standing out to me, man, is like, you talked about, it's just I, th- doing this show is so cool. Cause everybody's story is so different, right? We're talking about a guy who was like, rugby, other sports, football, right? He sees himself NFL, right? Somewhere out there <laughs> crushing bodies. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, he gets forced to move schools and it's like, oh, what's this basketball game? And then how or why does someone at that age have that mindset to be like, I'm going to go for this? Is it is it rooted in your family upbringing? Is it people around you pushing? Is it something internal? Is it a combo of all that? Because from that grade 10 year, Joel, it seems like it just goes, right? Like it just goes through the roof for you due yeah. to due to hard work, due to timing, due to coaching. But you know, and we're in an era right now where we're stuck on you got to be nine years old and play 72 <laughs> club games and no other sports or whatever, right? Where you're right. experiencing it all and you're going grade 10, you're 15, 16 years old, and you're like, I think I'm gonna go for it. How does that happen? I see like it was the interest was there for me, you know, like like a, a lot. Like I mean, the definitely growth heavier by like, like yeah the growth spread house but <laughs> the the interest is there like when, when once i hit like that 10th grade you know year and i had you know i was kind of forced to focus more on that as opposed mm. to other sports but you know the the jump though probably was probably when i was in dawson just because i needed to play more like, like for me like I, I just needed to have more development i wasn't good as everyone else you know i wasn't as talented you know i didn't have as much experience like i was still you know as a prospect still raw and so there was a lot i but like just as just playing more games and, and you know getting more opportunities to work all of that stuff is what you know was was going to make me better you know the, those you know with that you know those opportunities came you know, to continue to to develop. And so like, probably like when I was like, like probably midway through my time at Dawson, after my second year, like that's where it really started to, you know, really like start to take off a bit, you know, just because I was able to play at a, you know, really good level. And, you know, from, from there, there was just, you know, different periods as, you know, I'd have a period of time where I was able to put in some more work and then there'd be like a, another jump. And, you know, I was, I think, um, the, the biggest light bulb for me was definitely like, so to what I had mentioned, you know, like my, my last time in Dawson, my last year where, you know, I didn't, you know, because I wasn't as focused like on school as I should have been, you know, basketball was taken away from me. I was like, well, you know, what exactly I'm going to do. And like, that's when like, the, like that was the big light bulb where like, this is like, no, like, like I need to do something with this and, and I want to know how far I could go. And I'm going to like, I'm going to go to the States and see like what, you know, like what I could do. Like, I, I want that opportunity. That was really, 
it for me where it was like the big light bulb that, you know, we're going to take this to a different, you know, like level. I had no idea what it was going to be, what it was going to look like, you know, like, but that, that was really for me, like the, like the biggest, like, like one of the biggest moments I think like in my life where like there was, there was a really big switch in terms of how I was going to live and you know what I wanted to do. And the realization that, that, yeah, that's not coming without any academics, right? You you called it a rough patch. I, I too experienced the rough patch in university as well. <laughs> yeah. But like it's it is it's a bit of a slap in the face, right? Because I think we have these sort of, you know, we get caught up in things are going well, not in a bad way. We get caught up in the success, like we don't get full of ourselves. But you know, basketball it just naturally when you're good at something, it draws people to you and you get attention for it. And then all of a sudden, it's like wait all I can do is either practice with the team or not be with the team. And then I got to get my grades up before I can go back. It's like, all right, well, a little bit of reality, right? And it seems like you responded well. And maybe that's why that, that first year in Florida as as hard and much transition. It was, it was a little bit easier because you had because CJEP is technically kind of like a college experience. Am I correct in that? I mean, you guys cheated, you guys, we were playing yeah. against guys that, are, <laughs> you know, you were cheaters, but that's fine. That's okay. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like cheating is a strong word, you know. Like, like that's that's a real strong word. <laughs> like it's 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 just happens to be a technicality and like rules that you know it was still considered, you know. Like we didn't make the rules. Like we were just spoken you just like a GM, man. Spoken those. like a GM. Listen to this guy; he's in the role already. Uh, you know, I love there, it. There's there's nothing we can really do about that. So you know, we're, we're they they said you're allowed to play. Well, okay, we're gonna play. So. But thanks for sharing but, that, man. I think a lot of people, you know, they'll see your your resume or know who you are and they see, you you know, with the Larry O'Brien, but it's like to share those stories are important. I think, right. It's life's about adversity and how we respond to those things. And for you to share that and let people know like, Hey, I wasn't taking care of my own business and I needed to get that together. It's important for, you know, people to hear out there because school is important, man. And, and if yeah. you wanted to, if you, and if you wanted to continue with hoop, I mean, you, the one guy dra- put his name in for the draft from Vanier, but other than that, I don't think anybody's come from the CCAA straight to the league, right? So yeah, there yeah, had to be another no, step for you. Yeah, exactly. And the, like the, that was something that was big. That's what I always preach to you know, like players when I talk to them now, like like the younger younger kids that are in school, you know, because like it's it's not easy. Like if if you don't put your focus in that, like you know, there's you know, it's it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough tough to make it and you know you're you're taking away opportunities that you know should be there for you you know and and honestly you could you know understanding and sometimes it's not sometimes it actually is harder you know at times to find ways to use school in terms of what you want to do you know later on you know but if you're able to, that's great. But for like a lot of kids are so young, like they don't know, like, cause I didn't know what I was going to do with, you know, like with with school, I knew I was going to go to school. If I was going to go to university, I was going to finish graduate. No, but I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to use anything, but you, you know, being able to stay with it. And like some of, you know, some things that you're going to pick up, you know, there in school, like are going to, you know, be able to benefit you. And uh, I do think though, that the athletes now, like you have some that are at least more conscious of that. And also I think because realizing that because basketball is a lot more, there's more versatility and variety in terms of the different types of players and where you could get them from, Mm. where you don't have to go to Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, you know, to be able to make it, 
you know, you, you, you have so many players that are from, you know, smaller schools. You, know, you look at like, like Golden State, like with Clay <laughs> and Steph, you know, going to like mid-majors, Damian Lillard. Like you have, all, you know, a, a bunch of players, CJ McCollum, like you have a bunch of players that, that, that could go to like mid-major schools. And even, you know, like the low major, like if you are good enough, there's chances are that the league will find you. You know, teams will find you. There'll be opportunities. So players, if they go to Harvard, Princeton and like the top schools and, you know, top academic schools, you still could have an opportunity to play, you know, play the like high level basketball. Like, yes, obviously the biggest conference, you know, they're, they're you know, people will want to see you play against like the absolute top talent, but it, it's, it's not, it's not like a death sentence if like to your career, if, if you don't go to like a high major school, like, you know, go, go somewhere that's going to be comfortable for you. And if, you know, if players like have, uh, aspirations to you know do more academically you know i tell them like yes i like do that i was you know i'm part of a program in, in montreal and in red rush where like we've had you know kids go to like some really good academic schools and you know for me i was like this is great like i'm, I'm i was happier about that than than uh, almost like like them going to uh you know like duke or, or something like that because of, of what that means, you know, and, and what they'll be able to get from that experience because you could have both and just understanding, you know, but uh, it's, you know, it's sometimes hard, but like, that's what you just try to preach, you know, like, let kids know that they could, you know, have different opportunities, but they need that school, you know, and like, it's important, you know, not just to stay eligible, but you could also use that to, you know, your advantage and See, like that's what it's there for especially when you're in a position as an athlete where it's paid for as well no doubt what's the red rush man tell me more oh uh, uh, red rush so part of uh, the group uh montreal community cares i've been involved with them um since uh, pretty much since i started uh professionally since like 07 uh one of my uh, uh good friends and kind of mentor to me uh, also he's actually the one that gave me the call to join the AU team that I did. And the big part of the reason that, that I did it in uh, Denver Reed. So, you know, he, uh, he, he was uh, one of the founders uh, for this, um, uh, for, for, for the group, you know, for Montreal Community Cares. And so we started the Red Rush program and, you know, a big part of my involvement uh, in it was because of the fact that, you know, for him, he was like, look, like want to have an AU team, that, you know, goes out and, you know, is able to compete and play with, you know, all these other teams all around and give those kids that experience, but want them to also focus on their academics where we're going to give them like study hall. We're going to give them responsibilities, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have them do stuff in the community. We're going to, you know, so that they are more than just basketball players. And, you know, that was something that was uh, important in terms of how they're perceived. And, you know, when he kind of explained to me kind of his, the, you know, the vision of what he had for that, you know, I was, you know, on board with, you know, uh, helping out, you know, as, as best as I can. And, you know, because those are the type of values that, you know, like I want, you know, I want to see players have, you know, and I, I think they, that they need to have, and it's important, you know, so that they could be well, well-rounded, you know, can't just be like just basketball, you know, like I've, you know, like I've, I've done that before and I almost missed out on a whole lot, you know, in my life by, you know, focusing too much on just one thing, um, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, it's something that uh, obviously, like, I just think it's important, you know, when you're talking about, you know, trying to help develop the youth and, 
and you know trying to help them grow but you want to make sure they do it the right way and you know that that program is something that you know they, they, they try to make sure they do that props to you man that's amazing and i think like someone with the influence like yourself just in terms of you know who you are and i think a lot of people in your scenario could just not be bothered, but uh, that's awesome that you're willing to give back and shape some people's lives. And like you say, you know, I mean, if, that, if there's that one young person out there that hooks in and listens to you and you can affect them, then that's what it's all about, you know? So good on yeah. you, man. Well done. Um, so we jump, oh, let's jump to UNLV. Get all these, how, how do you decide other than everything else that comes with Las Vegas? <laughs> but how do you make that choice? Um, you know, knowing that at this point, are you, are, is, is pro basketball, like, you know, you're finishing up your time in Pensacola. Are you thinking like, or is it not there yet? It's just, I want to take the step to division one and then see how it goes from there. All right. So like, it happened like this. We, I was finishing up at uh, Pensacola and, you know, going through recruiting trail and everything, trying to figure out where I'm going to go. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, I wanted to stay in the South. You know, wanted to stay, you know, I was looking at schools like Auburn and, you know, like Florida, like well, wherever it was, you know, basically anywhere in Florida, anywhere in, you know, like Alabama, Georgia, like Texas, even like, like that was, you know, the area I wanted to stay in. As we were going through like the recruiting trail, like it just happened that every school that I was looking at or that had a high enough interest in me, coach was getting fired. Or there's, you know, some type of coaching change. Something was always going on where it's like, well, this isn't going to be, you know, really a good, you know, opportunity for me. Or there's too much uncertainty. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to commit to that. I was actually set at that time that to go to Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. Uh, you know, and they came to me with a proposition. They said, look, we want you to come in. We feel you could develop into, you know, like a pretty good pro. We want you to redshirt this first year and play the next two. And so, you know, so the, 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 around then was like the thought of, you know what, like maybe I could play professional basketball, you know, like, like maybe, you know, like that's something that, you know, I've, I've gone, gone to that point where like, that's something I could seriously consider. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was going to be the way to, to do it. And so, you know, we're, we're, you know, I was finishing up, you know, the year and that's kind of how it was going, you know, as the season finished, it still looked like I was probably going to go to Nebraska and I was like getting ready to commit. And then last minute, Texas A&M was one of the schools that was recruiting me. Um, the assistant coach there, Lou Hill, rest in peace, passed away not too long ago. He had mentioned, uh, had, 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 you know, approached me. And said, look, I'm I'm not at Texas AM because the coaches coaching change. So I'm going to UNLV. Ron Kruger's the new coach there. You know, UNLV had literally just like gotten off all the probation and everything else that, you know, like had gone on before then. All of that was done. Clean slate. He's, you know, been a you know absolute straight stand-up, you know, coach, individual. You know, you want someone to change your program the right way, you know, like Lon Kruger is, you know, the, the, the person that, uh, that you would look at for that. And, you know, he ended up, um, you know, he, he 
like, I really like the 11th hour was like, look, like, like come to, you know, come for a visit. And so we started talking because when I coached at UNLV, I was like, Oh, like a basketball school. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> and so you know, I was able to, you know, like keep some of the warm weather and everything like that too. So, yeah, you know, I went over there and uh, I was able to, you know, be around the team and one of the big things for me was, you know, like my development, you know, I hadn't like that thought hadn't changed. And so uh, I got a chance to actually scrimmage with, with some of the guys when I was over there. And, you know, one of the things I wanted was that, you know, I would have someone to go against that I felt would like challenge me and make me better, you know, every day. Cause I knew, all I knew is that I still had to get better. I wanted to win games and I wanted to develop as a player. And so uh, Lou Amundsen was oh, yeah. on that team. Yes. Lou Amundsen was on that team and we scrimmaged and I was like, he's like, just like me, he's six, nine athletic runs the floor fast, you know, jump side. And, you know, he was, you know, like he impressed me like when I was over there and, you know, he was like, like, like a big reason, you know, that I wanted to go to that school because I was like, look, like, like, this is someone that I'm, you know, is going to be able to push me in practice. Like I'm going to have to get better, you know, to, you know, be able to keep up with, you know, like someone like this. And, you know, it, it really changed my mindset pretty quickly in terms of where I wanted to go to school after that. Um, you know, so, and, and also like, you know, obviously the opportunity for both of us to be able to play together as we, you know, continue to improve. So yeah, it, it happened like late. And mm. then uh, I ended up um, making, making that decision after that. Um, and coach Hill, he, he always tell me like, after he's like, man, I saved you. He's like I told you, <laughs> I saved you. You were about to go to Nebraska. It was about to be cold. It was, a, you know, football school. And you no, know, th- there was, you know, like great opportunities to go over there. Like, because, you know, it was, you know, big 10 school. So, you know, like big, bigs, you know, which is like, like something that would be, you know, that would be good. But, you know, we're, we're playing in the mountain West, even though, you know, smaller, you know, conference, but, you know, still like, like more athletic, I think, you know, than, uh, you know, than Big Ten. And uh, it, it, it was just like, I felt it was just a, a better situation for me. And, you know, it, it worked out that, and also I was going to get the chance to play right away. Yeah. I was going to ask. Which was something I was like, you know what, like, like I could play right away here though. And so I went and I made that change. Now, funny enough, because I said I did three years at UNLV. So go first year, the next year, they're like, look, we feel that you could develop more if you redshirt. And I was like, wait a minute. Like we talked about like the redshirt thing. You pulled an Olenek. The same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny enough because Kelly was, uh, was talking to me about it when, when he was going through it. Oh you know, yeah. Thing. But yeah, like Kelly was, you know, like one of our younger guys on the national team then. And, you know, as he was going through that process, I remember talking to him, you know, kind of through like, kind of like, what is like, like, what do you think? But You're like, I meant redshirt the first year, not, <laughs> not in between. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, but like, like that was, you know, an opportunity that, that had come up again and the way it was going to work where we were like kind of loaded in our, in our front court. And he was like, look, you redshirt now, you know, we'll, we'll have, you know, our other two players, our other two front court players would graduate. And then you would come in and it would just be, be so much easier for us, you know, to, to be able to get you like the minutes we feel you deserve and, you know, to be able to help us after, you know, developing like for a year. So, 
it was tough, a tough, tough decision. And I ended up doing it. So registered that year. Was it the trust in the program? Was it, did you it feel was, they were right? So like, it, it was, like it was you a trusting coach. Tough it was choice. a trusting coach. It yep. was me wanting to give myself the best opportunity, I thought. Fair. To be able to become a pro, you know, and like you like I could get sold on like that piece of development where where I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna get better from this. You know, so like, say you didn't seem like you're afraid of the work either, right? Like you knew like if I'm gonna take this year, I'm not getting worse. So I'm going to improve. Like I've been yeah. working. Yeah, like you enjoyed yeah. the process of that. Right. And so so I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this. It was tough on the other side because like, you know, some of my teammates were like, wait, like you're not gonna play this year? Like what's like what's going on? Very tough, like I don't even think I told, told me to people about this, but like Lou and I, like it was it was really rough on like our you know like relationship, our friendship, just because you know we're looking to finish that year together. Mm. And then, you know, like especially like on his side, like it looks like I'm just bailing on him, you know, right? And so, you know, it was, you know, it, it was really a difficult decision, you know, for me to do. But, you know, like I ended up taking it, you know feeling that it was the best thing, you know, like, you know, for me to, you know, to be able to improve. I understood what it meant to the team, you know, because like we were loaded. And then, you know, the following year, you know, we would have, you know, roster wise, like we would be, you know, like that much better. So, you know, I ended up making, you know, making that decision and doing it. Going into that, that third and final year, then my actual senior year was tough because, one of the things I needed in terms of development was play, was a chance to play. So, you know, I go through the senior year and I'm practicing all the time, but I'm not playing. Um, well, my, my retro year, I'm practicing, I'm not playing. And then that summer, my first summer with the Canadian national team, uh, with the senior team. So I'm with the senior team, but I don't play. So Because you're like, what, 22? Yeah, like, <laughs> like like I'm younger. They have their guys over there already. It's like uh, there's total honor, but ideas. maybe like yeah, a student team and where you're starting on. You know, it is. It's a it's a good point, right? That 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 actual in and out the five five on five. It's hard to duplicate. It's you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And the, 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 those are things I didn't you know I didn't realize, especially understanding even what I needed. You know, I didn't I didn't fully understand that. And you know, so that summer didn't play and. So I was just, you know, like out there and that was a tough summer because a team like we weren't, you know, like, like, like it was great that we had a tough time overseas, mm-hmm. you know, losing a bunch of games. And I'm like, I'm not playing and like mentally and everything. I'm just like, well, what is like, like what's going on? Like I'm over here on this team where we're not playing. I feel like I help in some ways being told, like I might not be able to help. So coming back to UNLV now, Coach Hill, you know, it's just like, well, you sure you want to go back to, you know, that like, like you spent the whole summer, like over there and like, would you, you know, what'd you get out of it? And there's no concern. And so once I got into the season, definitely struggled a bit. Well, like, like the first game, like play really well, but you know, the early on in the season was struggling a bit and, you know, it was, it was tough for me to finally, you know, kind of get my foot in. And once I finally got that though, you know, we really got, you know, we really got rolling. And, you know, I was able to finish out, you know, like really strong. And, you know, we had a you know good run, won the conference tournament. You know, I got defensive player of the year. Talk to him. Uh, 
and, mm-hmm. and, and ended up going to the tournament, you know, so, you know, that, that, that experience in UNLV was, was great. It was just crazy how like everything just happened, you know, how, how, how that whole situation developed to just go over there. And that's why, you know, you never know what's going to happen, you know, how things are going to go, you know, in, uh, in life, but. You take the risk, right? You take the risk and you'd be vulnerable, but you know, you never know. Right. Um, was there a sense amongst the group? Cause you talked about kind of clean slate with the program and stuff, or was it one of those unspoken things about like, we've got a chance to get like UNLV back on the map or, you know, like you, you obviously said at the start, very prideful. And, you know, we were the first team since LJ and the boys to make the tournament. That obviously is something that is a, is a notch for you. Right. So was it something discussed within the, within the group or was it just kind of known like, Hey, we're all here to sort of, build ourselves or build this program back together? You know, like, I don't think we, we were able to think that far ahead. Mm. I think we knew that we were going to be good and that, you know, like time. We, you know, we, we could be a, a pretty good team, you know, crazy enough, like for my three years there, that wasn't even the most talented team that we had. My first year's team was way more talented. Like we had guys like uh, Romel Beck, Jarrell Blasting Game, or Darte uh, Blankson, Lou, you know, like that team had like some really good players on it. You know, they like just didn't like play as well together. You know, it was, you know, it was coach's first year. Everyone's, you know, it's a whole new situation. Yeah. Like the, the, those are tough. Like first year, first year situations are tough, you know, but now after three years, you know, we were able to keep some of the core around and we've able to, you know, been able to get better. We played really well as a, you know, as a team, uh, especially defensively. We had great guards. And Javon Adams, Mike Lumay, coach's son, Kevin Kruger played, you know, played for us. He transferred from Arizona state. You know, like we had a really good group of guys uh, that played well together. You know, what was, was really like the biggest thing. And, you know, like we're, you know, like good enough talent wise, you know, to be able to compete with like, like a lot of good teams. So uh, I'm not sure if, you know, from, I wouldn't say from jump, we're like, Oh yeah. Like we're, we're going to like go to the tournament and we're, you know, it was just about, step by step without us really knowing it, like we're just going to put in the work. And then as we started to get better and develop, you know, we always said, saw like, Oh, we're, you know, like, I remember when we uh, got, uh, what was it like top, uh, I guess it was top 20. Well, we're, when we were ranked, you know, to, to be able to be ranked and we're like, Oh, like, and cause we're like, <laughs> well, we saw it coming and we're like, it will, we might actually get ranked like like we're really you know like like close we're you know, almost there and so and the, you know that was that was a big thing and that's when you know we started to realize kind of where this was where this was going you know there's a chance for rank that means there's a chance for a tournament there's a chance for you know selection like all that so yeah it was uh it was a great experience that you know we i don't think we fully knew what it was going into it but you know everyone was kind of locked in into, into doing the work you know, to, you know, try and try and get there. We're all trying to get better. We all play for each other. You know, it was, it was just a really good, you know, good group. And there's like, um, you play enough times, right. You look back and really enjoy those experiences. Cause sometimes it's rough, right. Sometimes seasons don't go away, but when you have those really good groups, it's like, those are the ones that you remember, right. And like good times on the road, good guys, you know, funny, funny moments, you know, but also competitors and successful teams. Right. And, and that's fun. So the, the UNLV, the risk, the risk of taking the year and, and Hey, 
it worked for Olenek too, right? Like when you think about that, you were thinking about that. Yeah. Like it's funny how yeah. both of you did that and both Canadian and, and it, and it worked out cause he was a different player that senior year too. And I think that catapulted him. Right. But for you a little bit different, right. You come off, you know, for good final year, you're thinking, you know, how does this draft process go for you? And, and, um, and, and this is the part where like, I kind of want to know um, how you, how you ended up getting yourself, you know, into the, to the NBA. Oh, yeah, that was, um, so when, when the season was over with, um, you know, started, you know, looking into agents. You know, so we had some agents that, that came by and, you know, we were talking to them and had some conversations, did kind of like a little interview process. And so. Do you ever have any of them that were just like, sorry to cut you off? you like, within three, three, like minutes, you're like, no, not a chance. Is, it, is there anybody <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I only had like three, like three that I realistically like talked to. Talk to you. Okay. You could have just made up a story for me there or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I started, you know, going through the process. There was one like bigger uh, agency, you know, and, you know, the agent was talking to me and, and for me, because I was realistic in terms of where I was, I, that, that, that was actually something that kind of had me shy away from mm. just because like, yeah, it's a bigger agency, but like, I was like, I'm not a big, big player, like big time player. Like people don't know of me like that. You know, like, you know, I had a good, you know, you know, solid year and everything. And, you know, went to the tournament, but I, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't for myself where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to this big agency. Cause I'm going to like get drafted. I'm going to, no, it wasn't about that. No, you're a super um, self-aware guy. Hey, you said uh, a, few, you said a little a, bit at times. <laughs> I'm just not. Or you said a, quite a few things today where I'm like, man, this guy really understands himself. Like it's yeah, like, it's interesting to see. Yeah, it's very cool. At times, yeah. And so, uh, you know, um, my the agent that I ended up going with, uh, Mike Higgins. You know, he had he had his own shop. Um, he had experience in, in the NBA. He'd been in the NBA for, for years. You know, he was part of uh, fame, like uh, the agency, like when they had uh, Jordan and, and everyone. And, you know, once that broke up, he kind of went on his own. And, you know, he, so he was someone that I knew had credibility and had experience in, in the business. But, you know, he, it was smaller. And, like, you know, I felt he, you know, he was going to work for me. You know, like he was going to, you know, like actually – you know, yeah. pay attention to like, like, well, what I needed and, you know, what was going to work for me. And, and also there was honesty, you know, like he told me, he was like, look, I'm not going to promise you anything. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I can even get you a workout. Like, I'm just telling you, like, I'm just going to work for you. You know, like I'm here, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to work for you. I was like, no lies though. Yeah. You appreciate yeah, that. You right. Know? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, like, that's, that's enough. And, the, and honestly, like the whole thought process with me going pro wasn't even the NBA. It was really that I was going to do this, even going into the retro year where I was like, this is going to be for me to go pro, but not the NBA. It was I play overseas. And then maybe after that year, I get an opportunity to, you know, come back after that year of development, get an opportunity to like make, make an NBA team. And that was and like kind of going back uh, to just talking about the redshirt, that was a big thing that, you know, I mentioned like to my mom when I was talking about what I was doing. And I was like, like, I'm doing this, like I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm looking to go pro like with this, this is why I'm doing this, where this is going to put, you know, me in a better situation and like put us in a like situation where, you know, I'll, I'll be, be able to play professional basketball and, you know, like really kind of change, you know, like, change my life, like change our lives, like with this, 
Dope. And so, you know, so then now like talking to my, you know, uh, my agent, like ended up signing with them and, um, you know, so I, I was already in Vegas and so stayed out there. He, he set me up over in, um, with the, over at impact with the Joe Bunazar and was training there. Everyone, you know, like a bunch of, even now, like, like a bunch of, you know, uh, prospects, top prospects go, go over there after, after school. Like we, we had a, a bunch of guys, uh, pass through, whether there was prospects or even like, you know, kind of first year guys that had, you know, already gone. I remember Kyle Lowry, Rudy Gay had, had gone over there. Um, uh, ended up being a former teammate, uh, Birdman, uh, was, was down Shut there. Up. He, he worked like all the time. And then we had, uh, you know, like, like a, a bunch of other, uh, you know, top <laughs> prospects going into, uh, Sorry, just laughing about Birdman man. drinking yeah. the Starbucks on the bench. That guy seems like a... he would come in, yeah. <laughs> Bird, Bird would come in and you, you could hear him coming in, you know, from, <laughs> from the parking down lot. the street, <laughs> music blasted. He'd come in tank top, shades big ass starbucks and like and, and just walk in say what's up to everyone and he would just and 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 just like go in and like get to work and you know that like he was someone that you know they like helped me like like at that time because he was one of the only pros that was there like consistently because he was trying to get back into the league mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so he was one of the pros that was there consistently apart from that it was mostly like just us like young guys and prospects that were you know like coming in um, like Sammy Mejia, Jamario Davison, like, you know, there's the, 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 there's a couple guys, Aaron Gray. Um, so like, like a couple, like, like, like prospects that were, they were over there. And so we were all just there working together. And so I was working like all that summer, ended up getting a call, um, from Phoenix, you know, they said, look, someone dropped out of the workout. We need a big to come in, you know, like, like, you know, Joel, like, can Joel be over there? So, went over there, had, you know, you know, had a good workout. I've been training so much over there that, you know, I really, and they train you really well, you know, for like those like workouts, you know, to kind of get ready for that. And so I was able to, you know, have a good workout, got asked to come back again, you know, and I think people started to hear, you know, a little bit about me and people were intrigued because they're like, you know, it's kind of the same situation. Like, well, who's this? <laughs> no, like who's, who's this? Like, we don't, we don't know who, know like really who this is because i wasn't really on anyone's radar you know um miami ended up like bringing me in for a workout like because they had they were looking to draft they were looking at jason smith who was who played for colorado state and i played against them and so that's where like they had you know seen (laughs) how you feel (laughs) yeah they were just like well you know we're looking at him but like who's that kid like there and so um so messed up man it's funny it's, yeah well the, the, like, like that, that's just how, how it goes yeah like, for sure why why people say like you never know who's looking you know you never know who's watching talk to them like, even if they're going for someone else like you you just don't know um you know but it's uh it really started to snowball where I get another workout you know people are interested who's this you know I, I, you know i did all right in, in my workouts and it just started to go like to the point where I had like 10, 12 workouts by like the time it was over with, I was exhausted, you know, by, by the time, like the, the whole, like I went on a whole workout tour, like, are they crazy? Literally- I, I always listen to uh, knuckleheads with Quint Richardson and, um, yeah, my guy, Mouse. Rich. yeah. And, uh, they always, whoever, 
they always talk about their draft process and like how these, these workouts were just exhausting. And then it's to the next one, to the next one. And you're just like dead. Right. And yeah. it always cracks on D miles. Cause D miles was like a lottery pick and didn't, you know, he could pick and <laughs> he wanted to go Q rich is like, I had to go from here to there. And it was exhausting, yeah. man. Yeah. I, and, you, and then mentally too, right. You're like, I got to, I got to show out a little bit. Right. It's right. It was tough. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just try to like get your rest and <laughs> you know, like, you know, try to, you know, so just, you know, try to stay focused within the moment as much as you can, like, you know, keep any distractions away. Um, like, I remember it was, it, it was so tiring and I thought I was crazy for doing it. I remember I was in Cleveland. Cleveland wanted me to stay the night that I was supposed to leave and go back to Vegas. It was my last, last one. Cleveland wanted me to stay the night and then, you know, come back for another workout my agent calls and he's like, Dallas wants to fly you in <laughs> for a workout. And I was like, I don't have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I don't, yeah. I was like, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm like literally exhausted, fried. He's like, he's like, look, like, like you don't, you don't really have to, like, I'm not too sure like what they really have anyways, you know, in terms of, you know, like availability, like roster wise, like, no, but if you want, and I actually, and like, I, I like Dallas, like Dallas was one of the teams that I would love to have an opportunity to like see him play for. I played with um, Curtis Terry, who was Jason Terry's brother. And so I was, I was able to, you know, like, you know, he told us, you know, a little bit of like how things were in Dallas and everything like that. So like, you know, to me, and also from what I saw, you know, just from being a fan and watching on TV. Of course, you know, Cuban like, taking like, care of the guys. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Like, like that was a Different franchise. Culture. I was like, man, like, like I'd like to know like what it's like over there. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was so exhausted and fried. <laughs> like I told him, I was like, you know what? He's like, you don't have to. I was like, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I'm, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I was literally done. Mm-hmm. But like like the the workouts like like they do like when you go through that tour it does take a lot out of you you know it does take a lot out of you but it's fun man like it's you know going through it I I wish I've never been big on like film and video but like I wish like that was the time I wish I vlogged and did stuff like that and took pictures video something where you know just to go through the whole experience because you know you you never really get that opportunity you know again so it was, it was a really you know cool unique experience to kind of go through that. We want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Parkside Brewery. Located in the heart of Port Moody on Brewers Row, Parkside offers an amazing atmosphere with one of the best summer patios around. If you can't make it to the brewery located at 2731 Murray Street, then hit any government retail store and try the Don Pilsner, the Dusk Pale Ale, or my favorite, the Dreamboat Hazy IPA. A Hoops Journey promises that the beer at Parkside is much, much, much better than the owner, Sam Payne's streaky jump shot. We hope to see you Parkside. After a brief hiatus, Good Lad Clothing has returned, but under a new location, 3283 Main Street is where they can be found. Name drop a hoops journey to get 10% off any clothing items in store. The store no longer offers barber, but you can find the best retail around. Thanks to our sponsor, Good Lad Clothing, and we hope to see you there. The best part about no video or anything is you can just 
you know, like, like old heads do, we just extend our story and made it, make it sound even better than, <laughs> <laughs> better yeah, than it was. It right. Yeah. Now I was killing him in this workout. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. They brought in this guy, Tim Duncan. I don't even know who he was, you know? Right, yeah, right. yeah. So then it happens, man. Like, uh, how does it, how does it get ink to paper? Um, you know, that's crazy. I yeah. think another great story, like this is so many good takeaways already. Um, just like continuing to work and timing and never giving up. Right. I mean, you, you, you continued to stick your neck out there because it was something you wanted and you weren't going to take no for an answer. And if it meant going to 12 workouts in 13 nights or whatever it was, then you did it right. And, and good for you, man. And it's a good example for many, you know, to, to finally get there, it was, you know, my, my agent was like, look, like, probably won't get drafted you know so like you know watch the draft like you know maybe you know someone takes a chance in like the second round or something like that you know a little late uh, a little late in the second round or something but um you know we probably won't get drafted he was like what will happen is that once the draft is over with like that second he's like my phone's gonna start ringing and people are gonna want to bring you into camp and they're going to start calling for a camp. So everyone, you know, back then they had, uh, they had partials too. So there was like, there was a lot of partial like guaranteed contracts back mm. then. And so draft comes and goes, you know, like everything's done. He was like, just make sure you buy your phone. So we could, you know, cause you have to kind of make a decision quick. Like when it happens, like, all right. You know? And so he's like, yep. Yeah. So I talked to, he's like, I talked to Sacramento and I talked to Miami and a bunch of other teams. Those two, have partial guaranteed deals for you. The rest are non-guaranteed. So I'm like, all right, well, definitely going for the partial. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. no, there wasn't a situation where I was like, there was a non-guaranteed where I was like, oh, I definitely, you know, I feel like it's definitely, you know, uh, worth it for me. And the partial was also kind of showing like in terms of the interest, you know, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, I had, I had a good, you know, I had a pretty good workout in Miami and Sacramento actually brought me back in a second time you know, so like there was, you know, definitely interest there from them. So they're saying like, we want to lock you in a little bit where the other ones are like, Hey, let's just check you out a little bit more. And you're like, yeah, nah, and then, like yeah. there would still be like interest. Like I remember, you know, from, for, from the different teams, it was just, you know, in terms of how much they're willing to, you know, to, to commit. And also every team is structured differently. Like when I went to Miami, so, you know, we, we inevitably end up going to Miami funny enough, Lou, uh, Amundsen, who like we had the same agent at that time, he had gone to Sacramento and was like the last cut in uh, of with the Kings. And so I was like, well, like, you know, maybe like, you know, we can consider that, um, you know, there's familiarity with, you know, like another, another UNLV player, you know, they know my agent. But like with Miami, it was also, you know, like their culture of, you know, their, their, their value for defense in terms of like, so like what I did, you know, obviously like their, their vets there in Shaq and Zoe, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm also going close to South, <laughs> you know, going able to go back South, you know, warm weather and everything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunity there where it's like, this could be a really good fit, which is. I didn't realize it, you know, it was something that I talked to about my agent, you know, like this, it could be a really good fit for me, but realizing that's like the most important. It doesn't matter where you are. Like if you could just get in the right fit for you, forget about the money, forget about like, like, like anything else. Like it has to be the right situation for you 
you'll be able to have success. Like that's what you need. It doesn't matter like the city, you know, like anything. Just be in the right basketball fit and you'll be in a good situation. And I was, and so I ended up going, you know, there obviously it was blessed, like to me, like was the best, you know, place to play, you know, in terms of like, like how, you know, how, how I was in terms of, you know, appreciating Miami and everything that it had, because in terms of me feeling comfortable, also you now to understand like like my family's west indian mm. and so like that was a culture that i was immersed in as i grew up and you know i wasn't able to get that in pensacola i wasn't able to get that definitely wasn't able to get that in vegas and now kind of being somewhere where i could i could actually be at least like for once like outside of basketball where i could have situations where i'm actually comfortable you know, was culture, food, people. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, yeah. th- that was different where like, it would almost feel like home for me. Interesting. You know, because, and so I didn't, I feel, I thought about that more once I got there, like, just because like at that point it was like, you know, two options and basketball wise, that made more sense. But on the other side, like on the other side of things, like that was something that I also, you know, saw and looked at. And so, um, I signed a partial with, uh, with Miami. And so, you know, it was, you know, broken out pieces. So I'd go into summer league with them, you know, from, from there, uh, I would go into camp. If I got into camp, uh, you know, go, going in, go, going through training camp. Um, if, uh, if I made the team, then I would get like, uh, another set of, uh, of money guaranteed. Then if I made it until, um, January, um, the, the, the January cutoff, like back then it was like January 17th or something. You made it to January cutoff, like all contracts in the league are guaranteed after that. Then I'd be guaranteed for the rest of the year. So it was just, you know, like parts or so camp. That exhausting you know, mentally yeah, or what, the man? Season and, and honestly, that was, that was a time when I wasn't affected or phased by that stuff at all mentally. Like I could honestly say, and I think that's something that helped me because like I remember, like I remember other guys who were, you know, to me, like definitely more, like more talented than me. They were coming in, and I could see at times there was frustration or they're worried about stuff. And I think because, like, maybe it was more so just that I had nothing to lose. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just out here. I'm just looking to work. It's the West Indy, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, yeah. easy going. I was just going to work hard and, you know, whatever it is, like, I just needed someone to like, really just kind of show me the way, like, what do I have to do? Like, do this. Okay. And you no, know, I'm going I'm to do it, you know, like to the best of my ability, as hard as I can, you know, there, there, I, there was no like really like worries for me, like in terms of stressing out, like, am I going to make it? Am I going to, like, I wasn't worried like that, you know? Which in turn probably made management and coaching staff feel like, all right, like, you know, such and such guy is worried about his next shot or, you know, he's maybe his emotions are getting ahead of him where you're just showing up every day and they're kind of like, this guy doesn't crack. Like what the heck, you know, and yeah, just going like, about your business. Yeah. And, and maybe because like, also I just didn't know like, like the yeah. magnitude of <laughs> what I was getting myself into, you know, here. That's fair. And I, like, it really <laughs> like probably didn't hit until like I actually made the team, mm-hmm. but you know, like just not really like knowing that, like my agent said, like he had a deal for me. Um, there was a team that was interested uh, overseas, Lithuania. I'm trying to think of the name. I can't remember the name of the country, but there, there was a team, you know, team there for, for like, you know, solid, you know, amount of money for first year guy like me. I was like, okay, well, I know there's at least a job out there somewhere for me. I was like, I'm not, 
worried because I, you know, I wasn't expected to be there. Like, yeah, you no, know, no one expected me to be there. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm here now, and I'm just putting in the work. You know, and so yeah, it was so you know, pen pen to paper was you know getting to that point. You know, but obviously there was still all the steps to finally make it, make it. But at least to sign, you know, be signed and uh, get over there. That that was you know the process. I'm trying to like be cool as a fan in that interview too. Like just yeah, yeah. Thanks for the. I'm looking forward to being part of the franchise and been inside. You're just like holy. Sh- or what's what's it like? And then when does that phone call go to mom and say, you know what? For now, things are looking pretty good. Well, it was like like when I signed, like just because you know there, it, there was no guarantees. Like there was mm-hmm. probably five other players on partial guaranteed contracts on that team. <laughs> Two spots, actually, no, maybe even six. Two spots were open. That was it. And so it was it was and like like really it was like really like five for like the one spot because like one spot ended up going to alexander johnson who was like like there, there's some guys who like you felt were gonna you were, were gonna be there like penny hardaway you know came in like he was a vet you know you felt he was gonna get the you know the opportunity to go like he was more like of a lock we we uh we kind of felt but he was still working for his, you know, opportunity, but it was a bit different. Out of our young guys, like Alexander Johnson was probably the one because he had at least had a year of experience in the league. He was with uh, Memphis the year before. So like, really it felt like, like the five guys for like one spot and it was, uh, you know, but, but you're just coming in, just thinking like, I'm just going into camp. Like, I'm not thinking like, like I'm on the team. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going into camp. I'm just trying to make it. And then, you know, once we go through summer league, we go through training camp and, and there was even, we talk about setbacks. So um, after summer league, you know, I was like, I feel something in my foot, my leg feels weird. Like I'm walking on it all of a sudden it feels a little weird. So they go, they're like, Let, let's get you checked out. They take, take an MRI. He's like, you have two stress fractures in your tibula. I said, what, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. So you're, done right now you're no basketball activity you can't be on the court for a month i was like camp starts in a month he's like yeah i know so but no basketball activity for a month so <laughs> i'm thinking well this is over for me now i go on they they have me work out every day weight room i'm on the ultra g machine which is this anti-gravity treadmill every day basically doing my conditioning just running i'm just running every day lifting and, you know, just not putting any weight. Cause they're like, it's going to heal on its own. You just need to take time. Somehow I've been fortunate, you know, um, I, uh, I was able to be, you know, healthy, you know, hundred percent once camp started. And even though I hadn't really been on the court, you know, at all, like just kind of went into it and, uh, you know, what was able to, you know, just, just go through like the rest of camp and also a, a, kind of pretty grueling physical camp um you know going into miami everyone that i saw they were like well where are you going young fella like, like where are you playing i was like miami i was like ooh, like uh, be in shape you know just, yeah. just be in shape that was it i heard it from like five different people like i said there's something's like, like so something's obviously going on over here but yeah i was able to like physically like get through all of it and you know, I, the, that was, you know, just, you know, it was just some more like adversity you have to deal with. And then, you know, once camp was over with, uh, so like that night we had 
couple guys got calls, you know, that they're let go. My agent calls me. He's like, did anyone call you? I was like, no, someone call you. He's like, he's like, nope. He's like, well, no news is good news right now. So we'll see. I said, okay, I know we start the next day. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so I go over to, uh, go over to the gym in the morning. I look, so there's the team locker room and there's like a locker room off to the side, like by the bathrooms where like everyone else, you know, cause there's like five, six guys over there. So like, that's where everyone else was. So I look to see where my Jersey is over there. I don't see anything. It's all cleaned out. I'm like, all right, I don't know what's going on. I see Alexander Johnson over there. He's, you know, just standing there getting ready. Like he was already in that locker room because he had that one year experience in the league already. So I was like, all right, like, Hey, like what's going on, man. I was like, you see, uh, um, you know where everything's at? He's like, nope, don't know. So I asked the equipment manager who comes in. I was like, Roger. I was like, Roger, like, where, where's my, like, uh, well, where's my stuff? Like, I, I don't know, like, kind of what's going on. I'm just, you know, wondering. He, you know, doesn't say anything. And both of them are just smiling. And, like, he just looks over to the side. And I see, like, my name on the locker. And I was, like, like that was probably the most, one of the biggest, like, emotional rushes that, you know, I had where I was like, you know, I just froze at like <laughs> in my mind, like everything's going, you know, absolutely crazy and spinning. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And I was like, go <laughs> run, grab my phone, I run out the room. And, you know, I'm so excited. You know, I call, <laughs> try to call my mom, can't reach my mom because my mom's like, for some reason, forever busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I always say like she needs a secretary as busy as she is. So like my mom's busy. Like I can't uh, reach her. Don't talk to her. Don't end up talking to her until like the end of the day. And I call my agent, can't get him. And I was like, well, like just letting you know, like, like what it yeah. is. Like I made the team, yeah. you know, my name's on locker. Like, thank you. And, you know, so I was, you know, so excited. I had, you know, I could have jumped over the basket like, like, like at that point. And, you know, like, that's how, you know, like it was for me, like, like making the team and, you know, still to this day, you know, top three moments in my life, I think like easily, like the, just because of like that emotion and everything that, you know, that, that it meant to me, um, you know, to be able to have that opportunity. So, yeah, just really, really big. <laughs> Really big. Your damn agent said he'd be working for you and he wasn't even there to answer the call, you know? <laughs> <laughs> did, did all that work. And what I finally want to, you know, yeah. thank him and celebrate, you know, he, I, I can't get him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing story, though, man. I kind of got a little bit of goosebumps to you, just the way you described it and pictured it. I love the manager and, and the guys kind of not looking at you, right? Students, so you can figure it out on your own, your heart's racing and, Amazing, right. man. And then like, think about two NBA championships, the memories and moments you got to be a part of, you know, your journey continued for, you know, with a few other teams getting over to Argentina, like it's pretty crazy. Your pro career was pretty phenomenal. And it was from a lot of damn hard work and, you know, kudos to you, man. But those championship runs, like, did you ever kind of just look around and like, just give your arm a quick pinch or were you just <laughs> that, like, that's, it's crazy. Like when you think about what it took and then what you witnessed and were a part of, was like it was wild man there's not many scripts like that i yeah. don't think yeah yeah i think uh i think that i can't believe this like this is happening was probably probably when i signed 
mm. when I resigned. So like that, that summer basically, cause like they, they had to clear the books. And so I had opted out and not knowing like a lot of people, what was going to happen. So I had opted out thinking that I was going to be able to, you know, try to resign to a, you know, a better deal. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure like, you know, like what exactly what was going to happen, but you know, hopefully that the D Wade was going to come back. So, and we, you know, start to, you know, just rebuild, you know, from there, I, I played three years already, you know, with them was, you know, getting better. I was able to, you know, like earn more minutes. I was, you know, I was able to, you know, like start, start a whole bunch of games and, um, you know, felt, felt good about, you know, coming back, you know, like to, to Miami. So, you know, opted out, you know, fans and everything would be like, Oh, like, we hope you're coming back and, you know, looking forward to next year. And, you know, no one, you know, we're all oblivious to what's really going on. And, you know, once, uh, you know, once it comes, you know, down to like the, the decision and, you know, so like Chris had said he was coming, you know, so, so D Wade signs, Chris Boss signs. And I'm like, Oh, like, we're going to be, you know, like, like, well, we have, you know, like, like these two pieces to like really build around. This is going to be great. And I'm thinking like, man, like, I come in at the five, like, you know, we're going to like, like this could be, you know, this, this could really be good. And then, Braun has the decision and everything just kind of stopped for me. Like as soon as he said it, you know, going to Miami, I'm like, Oh, there's no room for me. Like I'm thinking there's cause you know, and you're, you're thinking contracts and you're thinking numbers. Like, like everyone was, cause everyone was thinking that, you know, like UD, like when he heard that he walked over, walked in the Pat's office. was like, yo, thank you for, you know, everything, you know, appreciate everything, but you know, like, I'll see you. I'm thinking, I can't believe I just opted out. Like, so now I'm at the point, like I want to fire my agent. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe we're doing this. Like, you know, like forget, you know, cause of me, I'm like, forget the money. Like I'm trying to win. And this is like an opportunity here. You know, like you don't pass up on this type of stuff. And so, you know, he's like, look, calm down. He's like, look, we're like, you're in a good spot where, you know, they just have to sign some players. Like, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're, they're going to get to you. Like we've been talking with them. It's in the works. I was like, all right. I said, I'm, I'm going to trust, you know, and <laughs> you have to put trust out there. So I'll trust the whole summer. I'm telling everyone like, yep, like I'm, I'm just going to see, I don't know what's exactly is going on. I have a bit of an idea that I might sign back. And then, you know, my agent calls and says like, yeah, like you're going to sign and tells me the deal and tells me the numbers. And I was like, so I'm signing back for more money. Like for me, they want me to be part of this, you know, and that's what meant, you know, so much to me where I was like, they want, you know, me to be a part of this. Like, this is, you know, this is big, you know, and because this is what, everyone wants to be a part of that at yeah. this point, you right. know, all vets are like, I'll take the minimum and then go over here. And the, the, that was something also that I was like concerned about. I was like, wait, like you have all these vets that are like really good and established that are looking to come in for like, you know, next to no, you know, next to no money, you know, like, is like, am I even going to, you know, are they even going to fit me in? Like they, like, these are like big plans, right? And you're talking about uh, building, you know, you, you built a contender right now. And so, you know, to, to, to be a part of that process and, you know, for them to, to want me to be a part of that, you know, just really meant a lot, you know, to me, you know, and so 
uh, I already felt, you know, extremely close to, you know, Miami and, you know, South Florida. Um, it was, you know, me, you know, it was a place that I've, I've spent like three years in, you know, the, the same place at, at that point, you know, growing as a professional. And now I was, you know, going to extend that time out even more. You know, I really felt, um, you know, grateful, appreciative of, you know, kind of where I was at that point, you know, and so like that was a point where I was just like pinching myself where I was like, I can't believe I'm going to be a part of this. Like, we're going to like, we're looking to make like, like a big run here. Like this is, you know, you know, really huge. So you know, that was, that was probably, you know, the, like, like my moment of really thinking that, and, you know, because like once we got together, it was just, you know, it was just about the work, you know, just getting to work. And, you know, everyone was, you know, always on the same mindset. And that's what, you know, kind of the Miami culture had already been built on. But, you know, now there's added pressure, added expectations. And, you know, like you're just, you know, really locked in in terms of trying to do your job. So, you know, it was, it was just about the work after that crazy man the media frenzy too and just all the everything that came with it like all in one you know um i was talk, talking with someone uh about how we we're gonna get you on and we're talking about kind of your career and path and then they're just like like you mentioned like how many dudes must have been like you know i'll take below league minimum to get in on that and 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 my buddy said he said you know joel must be like a really good dude on top of being a hell of a basketball player you know and and you you won't say it but like there's a reason right and it's nice to know that in pro sport there is a human side right where it wasn't just it was the whole package it was like we're going to give him more money because we think he's a great basketball player but we also know he's going to jump right into this craziness that's about to happen here with this this franchise and he'll be bought in and he'll work his ass off every single day and give everything he can to make our basketball team the best team. And I think that says a lot, man, whether, whether you want to admit it or not, there's something to that. I think. Yeah. You, like, you have to, you know, you have to understand how to, how to be you know, a team player. Like if, if you're going to, if you're going to make something work, you know, you, you have to be bought in. Like I didn't understand in terms of what it takes to, you know, in terms of what, it, what you needed to win a championship, yeah. you know, in terms of all the, all, all those intangibles and like the different, know type of personalities and you know guys that you need you know but uh i understood you know coming into it you know in terms of you know i have you know like a role i have to fit and i have to do everything i can to you know be able to make this work and it's it was just about whatever it you know like whatever it takes you get past all the you know like in terms of like like whatever you might have signed for and any of that stuff like really quick it doesn't matter or, or what you did before that or all of that like and i think that's what made our group special because you know we had a bunch of guys on that team where like there was no ego and there could have been a lot like you had some big resumes you know on that team and you know, we weren't able to, you know, get there like our first year, but, and even going forward, you know, we added more and, you know, like I said, like big resumes and a lot of big contracts, a lot of, you know, all this and, you know, all of that stuff was out the door. Like it didn't matter. All that mattered was everyone literally was just focused on championship. Like that was, that was it. There's no ulterior motive. Not I'm trying to do this. I'm trying like just win. You know, like, like, obviously, like, you're going to have guys that, like, 
are going to be happy. Like if they're not playing and stuff like that, like, like that, that stuff is natural to happen, but there's nothing that's going to, it's not something that's going to be an issue where it's going to seep into, you know, like, like your culture and like, you know, with some, with some teams that aren't built, right. Like that's just going to tear, you know, tear it apart. You know, certain people aren't, aren't, aren't getting those minutes. Everything starts, you know, people aren't getting some shots as people start complaining about that. Like it's, it's, it's just not going to work. You know, with us, like everyone was like, no, we're going to make it, you know, work. And, you know, everyone's able to, you know, like humble themselves. You know, it, it didn't matter who you were, like, like one through, you know, like one through 15. It was, uh, you know, it, it was about just doing that, you know, one, one goal and everyone's on the same page with it. And you think about what you do now, like you're, you're sitting here today, going to watch your team in a couple hours play that you've helped construct, right? Like, all the experiences you've been able to apply to your life now is pretty cool, man. It's pretty dope when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like to to be able to you know kind of be be in this situation and 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 looking at things and different know, to, kind of heat, different hot yeah, seat. yeah, yeah. Definitely, it, <laughs> it definitely is. And you know, I it's it's different because it's so much more mental. Like it's like just about all mental, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and so like that's one of the granted. And I, I say that uh, a little bit differently because in the, the league is like mostly mental, mm-hmm. but you're physically doing something, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you're physically having to perform like right. mentally, you have to be there. Like if, if you're not there at all, like the physical, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. you're most talented player and you ain't there mentally, you know, you, you won't be able to help anybody. So, but like this job is just like, everything is mental and all the stuff you have to think about. And, you know, you almost have to, you know, you end up being in your head, you know, at times in terms of what you want to do, how you want to do it. You know, you, you know, I have to learn, you know, I've had to learn, you know, in terms of like how to be like probably organized with, you know, different things, how to, you know, manage and balance, you know, like my time with different things, like the, because of the commitment that you give to all this, you know, like you really like jump in and, you know, there's no different than playing where you put that commitment, you're going to put in all those hours of work and all that time working on your body. Like you're going to put, you know, uh, all the time into, you know, into this and, you know, sacrifice for like, you know, the different things that you might have to, to be able to be successful, to give, you know, their team what they need so that they could win. It's, you know, so like to me, I don't see it any different from, from playing. Like I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do, you know, for this team so that, you know, they could, they could be better. If it's, you know, something I have to give up to do, then, you know, willing to, you know, willing to do that. What's your MO on game day? Are you a pacer? Do you sit relaxed? Are you good? Or do you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a pacer. Yeah. I've, I've been told, um, you know, that I'm extremely calm during, uh, uh, during games. I think I am just because I'm trying to analyze and evaluate stuff like so much more on the road. It's also different because I feel like I focus more on the games. Like at home, I'm just, you know, I'm going around. There's, this person's asking something, this person wants to say something. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there really isn't too many areas where I could really be on the road. It's easier where I could just like be to the side and just like be all the way in. Um, and definitely. And when I think about it, like I don't nearly, uh, even though I'm, I'm excited for, you know, like, like the guys, if you were like to see me, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Right. Um, which is different actually when I think about it, even when I was playing, like, because like, you know, when I played, I was, when I was on the court, 
you wouldn't see it as much. I, I, that's probably a better example. Like I'm more of how I was on the court where you wouldn't see as much excitement. I could, you know, block the ball and send it to the stands and dunk the ball two plays later. And you know, also have the same reaction, you know, but like if, if I was on the bench, like, you know, cheering on my teammates, like that's where you'd see like more energy out of me, you know, in that regard. And so in this position, it's, you know, more so like, I'm just quiet, just taking it all in. I don't, uh, I don't sit much. I'm usually standing. Yeah. I just try to find somewhere where I could like stand. I find it hard to like sit and watch. I have to stand and then might pace a little bit. But yeah. no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Love uh, it. That's pretty much it. Or Love re- it, man. Re- relocate, I-, I should say. Okay. I-, I, might, I might relocate. I might not, not pace. be pace. Okay. Just, you know, relocate yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Change the luck a little bit or stay in the yeah. same spot when they're hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know, super aware of time. This is awesome. I feel like we could go forever, man. This is amazing. Um, You talked about you know, before we ask some fun questions, you talked about full circle journey. Have you given yourself time yet? Have you had the time to reflect back on from, you know, Catholic school in grade 10 and high school to Dawson to Pensacola to the NBA to Argentina to all those years of service. And thank you so much for your years of service to team Canada. Have you given yourself that time yet? Or does it happen? How does it happen for someone like yourself when there's been so many peaks and valleys? I don't know if you really like give yourself time, like just for something like that. Like I feel there's different times, definitely at my, with my time in Miami and in the, like in the NBA in general, there was moments like basically wherever I stayed, you know, I had a balcony that, you know, I had a pretty good view of the water, especially after like my fourth year, you know, so it was, it was always very peaceful. Like I always had a very peaceful view and there was a lot of times that I would spend um, where I, I, I just catch myself, like, you know, just kind of staring out there and just kind of taking it all in, like kind of where I, where I was at that point in life and just kind of appreciating everything, you know, just like take a moment, you know, just be out there, just kind of take it all in. You know, I felt, you know, since, you know, retirement, um, there's been more time to myself, but I don't know if I really took everything in just because, you know, the mess with COVID and trying to balance through all that and, you know, you know now taking care of like the family and um, it's uh it's a little bit, it's a little bit different in terms of like, you know, trying to take that time, you know, for that. And now with this job, you know, I haven't taken any time at all. Like, like this is, you know, that this job has, has kept me like, the busiest I, I I've I think I've ever been um in my life. Yeah. Like I, I've put in a lot of time into into working like as a as a professional, like when I was playing. Um a lot of a lot of hours I you know do you know six AM bike rides and you know in the summer and you know you know go through like three workouts and you know just you know try to do whatever I could to you know be you know be as ready as I as I could be for you know wherever I was going next um but this you know in terms of like the mental you know commitment that that you need to it you know and and everything with a new franchise too you know starting up there's a lot more that goes into it uh I talked to you know some of my guys like uh like uh rock and uh, you know, Jimenez and uh, Javon Shepard, like, you know, those guys have, you know, the, the, they've helped me kind of through this, you know, journey. But, you know, I talked to them about like, you know, the time is, you know, so much different because, you know, I'm starting from scratch, you know, and so there's so much more that kind of goes into that. And I haven't had, 
you know, a second, you know, to really just kind of kind of take it all in again. And that's actually something that I'm looking to do. You know, once this is over, I'm looking to schedule some time where it's like just for myself, where I'm going to like take some, take some time. I'm going to take like, if anything, like a couple of days, you know, just kind of relax and just kind of reflect on like one to decompress from the season, but also just with kind of everything because it, it makes me kind of think back to everything that's that's been going on and everything that I've that I've done because this has been a lot of of me has been given into this team, you know, emotionally, you know, physically, mentally, you know, financially, just like being kind of locked into this. And and what it means overall to me is is important. And so I think I have that kind of kind of mapped out in terms of, you know, something that um, I'm looking to do uh, once this is all, uh, well, once the season is all done, you know, probably later in August or something. Well, hopefully as annoying as we were and how much we hounded you to get on this, you know, we spent uh, almost two hours here kind of, maybe that took your mind away from the current and go back and refresh and, and live some fun moments and some memories. So we do appreciate your time and everything that you're giving back to the game. And it's also interesting perspective, man, understanding like guy goes down with an ankle. If you're on the team, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to be playing over this guy now, but you're the, you're the guy who's like, who do I have to look at? How, how long is he out for? Who do yeah. I call? You know, like just it's and listening to you talk. It's like, wow, you don't really process like you hear old oh, general manager and you think, yeah, the dude in the suit, right? But it's like, right. no, man, there's there's a lot. So, yeah, and good on you for having the growth mindset and, and wanting new, new challenges, you know? I mean, I think that's cool too. So let's do some fun questions and we'll get you on your way, yeah? Sure. sure. All right, man. Sure. Sounds good. Books or movies? What do you, what do you pick, books or movies? Uh... Now I'd say movies. Okay. You got an all time. Is there a, what's a classic for you or something? All time. Yeah. Um, one of the ones I really liked was uh, probably Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah the Dark Knight. Like that was, that, that was one I, I really enjoyed that, like that movie. Like when it came out, I, I think I, I appreciated acting more after seeing that because of Heath Ledger's performance. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace was, and sad. Yeah, but he was I, I, unbelievable. He really was. He really yeah. was. I was like, oh, like this is what they talk about, like great acting. And yeah. even looking back at movies, like you you could see that. You know, yeah. you, you could see, you know, you start to see more in terms of what like good acting is in, in movies and understand like the art of it that, you know, oftentimes as fans, like we don't always appreciate, you know, or, or even understand, you know, so. Yeah, that, 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 that was the, that's definitely one that uh, stood out. Love it. All right, um, you get those three days to yourself. You get to take one other person, whoever you want, dead or alive, the artist or group doesn't matter. You get the best seat in the house. What concert are we going to? What concert are we going to? Um, you can pick more than one if you want. That's fine. More than one. Well, then alive. You know, like I said, uh, you know, my island background, uh, I have to go with uh, uh, Marshall Montano. To go to one of his concerts. And he actually is retired, hopefully not fully, but um, 
you know, to, to be able to, you know, go to one of his again is, is definitely up there for all time experiences. And then Masha, who did you say? Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle. Well, not, not, not Michelle, but Marshall, uh, Montano. Yeah. Biggest, biggest soccer artist. Um, and then honestly, it's, it's tough. Like I would have, because his career was like cut so short. Like I, I, I think I would have, well, really two of them. Like I would have liked to have seen Tupac in concert just because I, I feel like I, you know, like, like, like so many people like missed out on, you know, so much of him, uh, lyrically. And I, I like to see like the contrast between like him and, and Biggie. So like those two, because I mean, I feel like everyone feels like we missed out on, you know, so much in terms of like, you know, just great t- talent in, in that genre. Um, you know, the, the, those are two, uh, that, uh, that I think about, you know, wanting to, wanting to see just because never, never getting that opportunity. I agree, man. Yep. Yeah. I'd be up for that. Who have been some of the most important people in your life to this point? I mean, you named a lot of people, but is there anybody you feel like you missed out or when you think about it, like, obviously it's like kind of, you could cut life into sections, right? You know, there's that base, yeah. but then along the way, there's different people jumping in and out that have, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, 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 like biggest people you talk about base, like it's my mom. You know, it's, you know, like she was a huge, huge reason to what my, you know, when people talk about your why, like to why I did all this, like, and, and also she's one that helped me during my tough time, my first year of Pensacola, she helped me a lot where like there was a period where, you know, cause it wasn't easy. I was still growing still trying to learn and no, I was at one point like, mm, I don't know. And she's just like, no, like, like, like stay like, like you, you know, like you got this, like, this is, you know, she, you know, she, she, she was big and she laid, laid the foundation in terms of, you know, when people always talk about, you know, the, the work that I put in, you know, that was from her upbringing. Mm. You know, like I learned, even though we hated it, um, <laughs> you know, know seven in the morning on a on a uh, on a weekend and she's like oh you gotta get up and you know do what you gotta do like what do you why like it's morning like it's it's the weekend morning what like why like no do what you have to do now so that you don't have to you know you get it out of the way and i it's like something like kind of sunk in to me because i'd always been a morning person and when it came to like doing my work I'd always want to do stuff early in the morning. Like if you have workouts early in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Like when I got to Pensacola and they were like 6.30, like in the morning on the track, ready to go. Guys are like, oh no, we can't do this. And I'm like, all right, like, like let's go. Like we got work to do early in the morning. Like it's, it's all right. Like my, you know, my mom helped with uh, a lot of my work ethic, you know, and seen because I saw how hard she worked. And then, you know, just to be able to, you know, understand that I want to do so much for her. I wasn't, you know, as worried about me and stuff that I needed. You know, it was like, if I could, you know, make sure she's good. Like, that's all that really, you know, that really matters. So she was like probably that biggest foundational influence, you know, for me. You know, from there, I've just, I've been fortunate and blessed to just have so many good coaches and good vets 
um, mm. throughout my career. You know, a lot of good mentors. Like, yeah. I got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a long list. Like, you know, and like from from Montreal, like guys like Trevor Williams, Wayne Yearwood, Mikey Smith, um, Dwayne Richards. You know, as I went up, like all my coaches going up, Paul Swanson, Long Kruger, Lou Hill. You know, and then well, once I got to the league, um, you know, like the different vets that I that I had, and also coaches like Pat Riley was huge. Like he was uh, the coach of my rookie year, and he was a huge reason for me being in Miami. You know, because you know it's not like I was a sure thing. You know, so I understood that you know he was a big part of the reason that I was able to be be over there. And I was appreciated. You know, kind of you know that opportunity. You know, Spo, you know, gave me the opportunity to actually play, um, you know, in in the league. I had so many vets that were huge for me. Like my rookie year, I don't know how to make it without like Shaq and Zoe, who kind of brought me in. You know, Shaq was the one that, you know, because I was so quiet, kind of took me on the arm and, you know, kind of get me going and like talking to me about, you know, different things. And he'd have jokes all the time and, you know, <laughs> You know, made me feel like really included when I was like just so like painfully quiet around mm. people, mm. and you know like so not around Shaq. <laughs> can't be like that around Shaq. <laughs> like I, I just start laughing immediately if I was if I was around him. And uh, you know, Zo, you know, Zo was the first teammate whose uh, house I went to. You know, he brought me over, had you know had some food with them. You know, gave me a whole bunch of suits. I like I had a whole like. Zoe's whole closet, like basically just relocated no way. to me. Like he I love it. came by my place one time and had like a whole bunch of like a big duffel bag filled with like just shoes, like all these fancy like Donald Pliners and all these shoes and clothes, suits, all this stuff because you know, like like back then a dress code, you know, he uh he made he just made sure he, you know, he definitely took care of me and you know, then all their help on the court, you know, understanding stuff. You know, Jamal McGlure, um was big. He's like my big brother. Like, yes. uh, you know, been real fortunate to to be able to have him. Someone that was very similar, you know, to me. Where we're both Canadian, both West Indian background, um, and on and off the court, like he was a big influence. Like, you know, you know, for me. Shout out Jamal, it's nice. Um, no, but there was, there was, a, there, there was a lot. You know, like Stan Van Gundy. As I got older, um, you know, I, probably one of the best relationships I had with uh, someone in the front office. It's yeah, I, I've I've been fortunate, man. Like <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been really fortunate to have some some good people around to to be able to help me, and you know that that's why I want to be able to you know do what I can to help others because. I was going to say, you can't do that stuff on your own. Pay it forward, man. Love to hear it. Full cycle on that stuff too, right? You know, how do you feel about ketchup on macaroni? Controversial. Uh, I I understand it. Yeah. But I'm not for it. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. We can move on. Um, (laughs) Okay. We get off this with this chat here, but you're in like the ultimate grocery store. You go down the chip aisle. Is there a bag of chips you're grabbing? Do you have a go-to or are you just pretty whatever with chips? I was actually thinking about this and Mm -hmm. I remember what they look like, but I can't remember like the name. Actually, there was one. It was, I think it was sea salt. Yeah. 
I've been told that it's not that that this is what it is. I feel it's not this, but I'm gonna have to go to the grocery store now to check. And it was our compliments, sea salt chips. It's a black bag, and there were some of the most delicious chips that I had. I feel like they're you know like they're wrong and I'm right, and that it's not that. But that's what I'm saying, just because I can't remember the name. Well, if you can figure it out before we get this released, we'll uh, we'll throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A few more, man. Now you named so many mentors and stuff. I was going to ask you, like, if you had a favorite teammate or all-time teammate team, but uh, can I remix it on you and just ask, like, is Udonis Haslam as much of an OG as he seems? Like you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned him already, right? Like, I just laughed picturing him walking in and like, what was it like to be a teammate with that guy? Yeah, no, you, you, UD was great. You, UD was also one of those like great mentors. I started, you know, mm. um, when, think when, about when your I all-time go- teammate team, man. Holy smokes, you named some yeah, real ones. All-time teammate Ooh. team, like. Like, I'd have, geez, like, like for, like for me, like personally, like UD, Mario, Jamal. I have to think because, like, I'm gonna like leave the wrong one out. But like going back on UD, like he was, he was huge. Like when when I came, when I, when I got to the league, they were, you know, everyone was saying like, look, like if, if you want to make it, like here, like, like that's the blueprint, like right over there, like. That's what you have to follow. That's basically who you have to be, and you'll be fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, like, like that's who you know. Like, I looked at you know for um, for a lot in terms of how I would you know be able to make it you know in this league. Like, you know, wanted to do you know different things that you know he was he was able to. He, he, it came to a point like earlier on, and I don't, I don't know if it was just impressionable or or what. Like, I started having. Uh, I used to never have soup and I saw him eat soup one time. Like we went out to eat and he had soup and I was like, well, this is something that I need to have now, you know, because <laughs> I was so like, dog, that is like, I have to do like everything, you know, that, you know, that he does, but seeing how he carries himself, honestly, like, like in, in all seriousness, like how, how he carries himself in, in that city, like where he's from, um, you know, in terms of, you know, his connection to the community, you know, uh, his humbleness, through you know through everything you know and he's you know he he obviously has both sides because no one ever say he's you know just a soft person yeah, no nope. um <laughs> you know but he's you know definitely a, a a nice humble human being as you know as best as you could you know find out there um and when it comes to you know like the court you know like the type of battle um the type of warrior that you'd want you know someone in your foxhole like you you know like that's you know someone that you're looking at you know and you know and his you know his, his ability and you know to be able to you know play with them like at, at the time where you know he was you know so such a huge contributor to you know to that team um in all aspects like he like pat pat made him captain like really like even though now they see him as captain like he was named captain um like my rookie year mm. and actually that was the first time i think like he was actually named captain so that that might have been his that might have been his fourth year at that time and he was like captain and like you know it probably took him back too like you had like Shaq, d wade like penny like j will you had all these guys you know there and 
he looked at him like you know like you did like because it's you know who he is and yeah so like he he definitely is like that much of an OG and means that much to that franchise you know and so you know people you know a lot of people don't understand you know in terms of you know his value and what it means to that team and that city to have him there especially and, now because he doesn't really play yeah. so they see him now and it's yeah, kind of exactly. like take cracks on him on twitter and stuff it's like you don't get it man yeah they, they like yeah. really don't get it like mm-hmm. they like there's no question in terms of like bringing him back like all those you know all that time because like he embodies what it is and you don't want to lose that you know like we're in we're in a like this this league is you know gone extreme got a lot gotten a lot younger um not as many vets and you know that's something that you know teams do need and you know if you could have like a really good vet there then you know you're you know you, you know your locker room is going to be you know like under control and being built you know like the right way when you're looking at like the team culture and you know just making sure you establish everything that they need to do so yeah he's uh he's huge and just as much of you know uh an og as you could think love it thanks i'm a gators guy too florida's my squad so oh, uh yeah i got a soft spot for ud too man because i've been followed his career yeah two more um is there one thing you wish you had known 10 years ago that you know now or should I say one million? I mean, we're all growing and changing, right? But uh, um, I don't know. Probably you dropped lots of nuggets already today. But <laughs> take us to church one more time. Uh, it's it's like ten ten years ago. One thing I wish I would have known. Um, Twenty twelve, or maybe your oh, younger self. Maybe your younger yeah, self. It's it's hard to tell. Like. You know, uh, I, I could say there's. I, I know there's different things that I do to that that would improve what you know how my life could have gone. But mm. and it sounds cliche, but I don't like you know saying you know playing the what if game. Of course, not know, cliche. Because yeah, you know, like like saying like, well, like what if I did this? Well, if I knew this like back then, like yeah, like I had a friend that told me about like Bitcoin back in like like or around that time. What if I invested in that? You know, and mm-hmm. so, um, and, and so what if you if, didn't redshirt last year? You know, what if you didn't redshirt, right? And you, you know, right. like he says, yeah, there are moments along the way, right? It's like you, know, you deal like, with the situation. If it works, you build on it. If it doesn't, you reflect and you learn, right? But yeah, it's a tricky um, one. I, I would think maybe probably find different ways to assert myself, you know, more like wanting to give more to myself in terms of my development, like on, on the offensive end, like just because like that was such, because I was so ingrained into like my role and wanting to, I was like, look, like whatever needs me to do, I'm going to do it. But wanting to have more for myself where, you know, I've had people tell me like, look, you have to be more like selfish teammates. Like, look, like I want you to be more selfish, but you know, the role that I had was still, you know, something that worked. You know, I think maybe that just to see like where that was, where that would go, because I understood it more later on in my career, mm-hmm. you know, like, like uh, a lot, a lot later on, you know, and, uh, and just, even though like you had mentioned it, like just trying to focus more on my, my self-awareness, um, you know, wanting to, wanting to read more. I, I think that that was it in terms of like being self-aware of things and, and reading more, just expanding my knowledge and spending more time with that 
um, that's what I'd say. Spending more time working on myself. That that's that, that that's probably something that that I would say because there was a lot going on, and I feel that you know in my life to kind of maintain everything, I just had like blinders on, and I was just straight, and I was focused, and I was driven, and trying to focus a bit more on myself so I could see a little bit more about what was around there. Mm. You know, because I was like, look, I have this goal and I have to, you know, get this goal and I might get there. But, you know, there's other stuff, you know, along the way that, you know, you, you know, you should still pay attention to. And um, I, I think that's probably one of the, you know, probably the biggest things uh, I would tell myself to try and, you know, focus on, um, you know, pay more attention you know, to those things. Amazing, man. Yeah. Just be more present. Right. I think a lot of us feel that way, especially when we're young, because we're kind of caught up in ourselves and then worried more about fitting in or whatever else, as opposed to like, what, what am I doing and how can I just be more present in what's happening around me? Yeah. Good, good stuff. See, you did well there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Last one, man. And this is where the pressure comes on you. Who's a Canadian out there that needs to share their story on a hoops journey. Um, coach, player, friend, someone who, you know, think has a, a good story to share, but you got to get us connected. So the pressure's on you and someone Ooh, who, oh, I got, this is where uh, you got to blame JD for this. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said, he said he's super chill guy, really well-spoken. He'll be great. And he does, he was not wrong. He delivered. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, who yeah. am I, who am I putting on blast right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you have rock on here? No, I wanted you to say rock. We need the rock, man. Yeah, you yeah. Love? Okay, all right, all right. Come all right, on, cool. cool. Come cool, on, cool. yeah. Like for some reason, Joel, I, I see you as being way younger than me, but I'm 44, right? So like, we're not far off, man. And like, the rock right. was the dude on the commercials, man. Right? The, <laughs> like, his story's so good. Yes. Sorry, I got excited there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Any last reflections? I mean, hey, if you would have told me two hours with a Canadian legend and, and a great human being and a guy who's doing it all and giving back, I would have never believed it in my life when we started this show. So thank you. But before we let you go, do you have any last reflections or thoughts? No, just, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, appreciate you having me on here. I appreciate the time to, you know, kind of go down memory lane. This is actually giving me, you know, the, 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 this has been my time to like you know have some reflection because i wouldn't have you know had all these thoughts probably i don't know when would be the next time so um you know thank you for you know like this this time like i'm, I'm sure there's you know a whole bunch of missed emails and calls uh right now that you know it's gonna bring me right back into what i have to do but uh no i I appreciate you know i appreciate all this this is great and you know just uh thank you for having me of course man and and uh before we let you go i just think the most powerful thing for me being a someone who coaches high school as well like i love hearing stories when people are giving back and i think that's of all the takeaways you've given us today is to for people out there whether you played high school college made it to the nba overseas there's an opportunity to give back to the game, whether it's at the grassroots level for free, whatever it is. And you're doing that um, and giving up your time and yourself. And we were truly thankful for you to give up your time and yourself to us and uh, and our podcast today. So thanks. It's been fun connecting, man. And we wish you nothing but the best. Continue working. Um, we hope that franchise continues to build. And I know with someone like you as the foundation, um, it, it's, there's only going to be nothing but success in the future. And we, and we can't wait to see it. 
Thank you. Thank, right. thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet it, man. A Canadian legend and icon. We wish him nothing but the best. An amazing episode. Happy Canada Day to all our listeners, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for supporting A Hoop's Journey. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can find us on social media at A Hoop's Journey and on our website, ahoopsjourney.com. Thank you to our guest, Joel Anthony. Thank you to our sponsors, ATO Basketball Merchants, Parkside Brewery, and Good Lad Clothing. And we'll see you on the next episode.